Welcome back to the program. We're glad to have you at the Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at Stenny's. It's Brewers opening day, and the Brewers taking on the Mets. Freddie Peralta goes to the hill today for the crew. Looking forward to it. 110 first pitch down at American Family Field. Carlos Carrasco goes today. The righty for the New York Mets coming into town, and the Brewers begin their 2023 home schedule this afternoon, and it's fastball Freddie. And uh, the uh, the Bre- despite going one and two, last season uh, against the Mets. The Brewers have won 15 of their last 18 games against the Mets in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. So uh, the Brewers have a, a little bit uh, a little bit of a decent record. By the way, the Brewers entered today's game as one of two teams this season to score nine runs. Yesterday in the victory over the Cubs, marking the first time since the 10-2 win last season. Uh, going all the way back to June 15th at New York against the Mets. The Brewers scored as many as nine runs without the benefit of a home run. Played a lot of small ball down there. They have not hit one. As a matter of fact, the Brewers have recorded three sacrifice flies in yesterday's win, tying a franchise record. They've done it now 25 times. 25 times. A lot of small ball. A lot of sm- And I'm, you know what? I, I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. Um, by the way, and I know we uh, we talked a little bit about it, uh, about the Aaron Rodgers stuff that broke. I shouldn't say broke, but that was discussed, we'll say. That was discussed um, in the last segment of the game. Um, the uh, the uh, Pat McAfee was part of, and we don't do a ton of wrestling. We mentioned it last week uh, because it was the WrestleMania, which was divided up into two games or into two days over the weekend. But uh, Pat McAfee with the entrance to WrestleMania and uh, Aaron Rodgers was a little bit of a topic of conversation. Take a listen. What was WrestleMania missing? Aaron Rodgers' personal propaganda machine. There you go. Aaron Rodgers' personal propaganda machine. Oh, Pat McAfee, as good as he is, and for what he's done and the way he started his career via the, via the broadcast and the podcast and, and such, he has really, credibility-wise, taken a bit of a beating because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff, because of the lack of really, you know, piercing questions, I guess might be the best way to put it, the lack of piercing questions into the Aaron Rodgers stuff when it comes to digging a little bit deeper, digging a little bit harder, to the guy that kind of comes on and grabs the pedestal, yells at everybody from atop it, and that's about the extent of it. So that's pretty great. The Aaron Rodgers personal propaganda machine—that's <laughs> funny. Ben, do you, now are are you a wrestling fan? Did you watch wrestling over the weekend? No, not anymore. I will say it was a big part of my childhood, but I I've left yeah, it behind. Mine too. Yeah, mine too. It was uh, it was right there, and I had, you know watched it pretty heavily for a long time. Uh, yeah, I used to go, uh, would go to the matches, you know, when I was younger, and then uh, it was like okay, uh, it, it it became more about the drama of the show than it was the show, and that's when I kind of began to check out. So, yeah, it, I, I get, but hey, I mean, uh, two days worth of WrestleMania, two days worth of WrestleMania. That's uh, that's getting it done. That's pretty massive. But two days worth of WrestleMania. So there you go. Uh, getting ready to have people head to uh, 
And, oh, the uh, the volume here in the background is actually the Brewers broadcast now down at uh, American Family Field. So Brewers pregames on the TV here inside the building. Uh, 877-867-1670. I got a lot of people sharing opening day stories. My dad took me out. That was where I drank my first beer. Uh, was out in the ballpark or out in the parking lot of the ballpark that was known as County Stadium back then. That's from Elmo. Uh, Guillermo, uh, Guillermo, Guillermo says, uh, I got here years ago and have always grown to love Brewers baseball. Uh, I've been a baseball fan ever since leaving Mexico. Love my Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Lindor says, uh, hey, guys, by the way, he's listening to us in Idaho. Says, thanks for bringing the spirit of opening day uh, to a, a distant Brewers fan. He also goes on to say that uh, uh, there's just a lot of stuff here. He talks about a lot of different experiences. But he also goes on to say, I uh, love the noise in the background. I used to love going to Stenny's back, uh, back in the day when Stenny's used to have the bands and the sand and beach party. Oh, I remember that. They used to bring tons of sand in here. That's a great memory, though. Thank you, Lindor. They used to bring tons of sand into this place. And I can't remember the band that they used to hold, uh, hire. But they used to bring, bring a band in here, kind of a Caribbean band. And they'd have, like, in the middle of wintertime, they would have, like, a beach party. And it was fantastic. And, God, I can't remember the name of the band that they used to bring in here, but I, I completely remember that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, hit us up. Please uh, please go ahead and do so. We'd, uh, we'd love to hear from you. A um, couple of different questions that are going on over on the, uh, the live stream. And this one is from Scott. Scott says uh, about getting what you can for Corbin Burns. Would it be better to hang on to him and, and do a deal in the offseason? Um, it depends. I, you know, it, no, it, it would depend certainly on, let's say he comes out his next seven or eight starts and he's on fire. And there's a team that's a higher spending team that has a depth of prospects Yankees, Dodgers, um, Astros. Um, you go into some of those teams and you start to say, okay, what do you have down in that farm system? Cincinnati's got a hell of a farm system, but they're never going to get into that mix because they can't afford them either. But you go look at some of these other teams with good farm systems. What would it take to get a guy like Corbin Burns? If, say, the Brewers are six, seven, eight games back in the standings and you're coming up on the trade deadline, would it be more valuable to get rid of them now? or more valuable to be able to work on maybe a two-team, three-team, four-team deal in the offseason, that brings in quite the haul for him, you know? Because I, I I just I can't imagine um, this team being right there again, like in it, you know, not maybe a couple of games up, a couple of games back, what have you, and then again at the trade deadline making a trade that just deflates the ball club. I, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine them doing that. So last year they did it with Josh Hader. They overestimated the, the value of having him in their clubhouse. and uh, Or they underestimated the value of having him in the clubhouse. And they let him go, and it just, like, it, 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 like it just derailed the season. So I can't imagine the Brewers doing that yet again. I would think that at that point in time they would probably work something with a couple of teams in the offseason to get an absolute haul for a guy that, say, he does end up third or fourth or fifth in the Cy Young voting. And... You know, his value is probably never going to be higher. So I would say that if, if he's really on fire and you get the right deal, that's great at the trade deadline. But otherwise, if the team's anywhere close to being in it, I don't think you can do it. I think you got to work it in the offseason. 877-867-1670. Ben, do you, 
would you agree that Corbin Burns is, is, is unless they're out of it, if they're out of it, maybe it becomes more enticing at that point in time. But do you agree that they trade him, they wait until the uh, to the offseason to make a move with Corbin Burns? I do. And I, I guess I, I say that because all logic would lead you to think that they would have learned based on last year and what happened. But I guess I, I hope that they have learned, Bill. I cannot guarantee that they have. Right. Um, you right. do obviously have Matt Arnold in there instead of Stearns. But he was in the front office last year. Adnazio was like counseled. They all saw what happened and what it led to. I hope they've learned from it. But I can't say they have yeah. because we've seen these mistakes. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from uh, Matthew who says, Hey, guys, uh, does Keston Hura have any value? Could they get something for him with a package deal midseason? No, not really. Not no, because for the same reason you don't want him and don't think that he's ever going to amount to anything, it's probably the same reason. Now, maybe you could live by the motto of maybe greener pastures, but all you got to do is look at the results and you can say, what has he done? He's come up. He, he does some things really well fast. Peter's out, gets sent back down to the minors where he's going to beat the hell out of the baseball against minor league pitching. Then he's going to come back up, give you something right away because he's in a groove, and then he's going to go back to – being bad, and then he's going to go back down. There's no value right now because the history just isn't there. Statistically and longevity, the history isn't there. So, no, you're not going to get anything. I mean, you may get another prospect, you know, of where a team may say, you know what, greener pastures, we'll bring him here, we'll give you our prospect who we thought was going to be really good but isn't. Maybe you swap something like that, but otherwise, no, there's nothing there. Bill, he cleared waivers last week. Which would yeah, nobody tell you wanted him. directly that nobody wants to give up anything like a waiver claim. He's not worth that. Right. So there's yep. no way. But I will say, um, he homered yesterday yeah, and he ahead. could be back. Well, I think he's probably going to make an appearance with the team before it's all said and done. At some point, I wouldn't say anytime soon unless you absolutely positively have to. But uh, I would say at some point this season, you're probably going to see Keston Hira with the big league club. But... Again, you're right. Uh, during when he when he got DFA'd, nobody wanted him on waivers. That'll tell you all you need to know because people could have picked him up. So to say, does he have value? No, he, he doesn't have any value. Uh, this one's from Phil who says, uh, Brewers have to do it for Corbin Burns in the offseason if they're in it. You cannot have the face, uh, the face slap they gave the fans last year like they did with Hayter. Phil, that's a great way to put it. It was, the, it was, a, it was a face slap to the fans because it was about the money. And the Juan Soto deal was sitting there, in which, and again, I beat this like a dead horse, but Juan Soto deal was sitting there. Mark Atanasio comes out and says, oh, yeah, Juan Soto, we were in that. We, we thought about that. Money's not the object. We're, we're, yeah, as long as it's going to make our ball club better and we got a chance to win, we're going to do this. And then you turn around and got rid of, rid of Hader, uh, you got rid of Josh Hader for basically a bag of baseballs. And I, at this point in time, the baseballs might be more valuable. So it was clearly a money dump. It was clearly a face slap. You, that's when you felt like you were lied to. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul says, uh, going over to Aaron Rodgers, he said, if he speaks, he's criticized. If he doesn't, it's the same. How is this trade uh, or no trade, any fault of Rodgers. The talking heads need to just stop making fools of themselves by predicting when and how much compensation will be received. It's, it's becoming obvious to me that no trade will happen. 
before June 1st. It will save the Packers money, and the Jets will defer the draft pick until 2024. Um, okay, let me let me go through your statement here real quick. Uh, he said, Rodgers can't win. If he speaks, he's criticized. If he doesn't, it's the same how is the trade or no trade any fault of Rodgers. I don't think the trade or no trade is any fault of Rodgers at all. I think this was played rather poorly um, because had Rodgers not come out and said that this is what he wants, then he would still have some type of leverage for the Green Bay. He took the leverage away from the Packers by saying he wanted to play for the Jets. But Rodgers, this is the way he wrote the contract. He, he knows that he wanted the control. So that's part of the fault of Rodgers, sure. He would not sign unless he had the control, which he has. I know people say the Packers do, but it, it's in Aaron Rodgers' hands because the Packers do want to garner something out of this whole deal. It would behoove the Packers to get the deal done now, no doubt, because then they can get compensation this year for Jordan Love to help him if indeed you feel like this year's team can be somewhat of a playoff contender in some way, shape, or form. Many seem to think so. Um, but, you know, to defer it, then you're right. The Packers have no need, once you get past draft day, to do it before June 1st because of the split of compensation. I agree with that. Um, it does save the Packers money, but ultimately if you trade them away now, and the money goes with it, then you start next year with a completely fresh slate. So that also then begins to come off the book. So there, there's some there's there's things you can and can't do, you know. Uh, Brian says you're absolutely right with the hater trade, kind of the face slap. 877-867-1670, A lot of Brewers fans down here hanging out at Stenny's second of National Walker's Point. Good fans in the place as uh, just another shuttle bus loaded up, and they just headed off to American Family Field. More and more fans come in, they eat, they grub down, they get the award-winning Bloody Marys, and they jump on the shuttle, they head down to American Family Field, get ready for Brewers baseball, and then they end up back here. What a way to go. An entire day of celebration as baseball is back at American Family Field and in Milwaukee. Stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We've got a lot more to get to today coming up. Our friends over there at Cruise Planners reminding you, hey, if you want to say you want to go see the Brewers somewhere, maybe you want to go to the West Coast, take a whole trip out to L.A., let them plan it for you. Kirk and the gang can do that over there at Cruise Planners. Say you just want to get away on a vacation, they can do that as well. If you want to head to Mexico, you want to head to the Bahamas, you want to head uh, internationally, they can hook you up. Anywhere in the country, all you got to do is call our, excuse me, our friends over at Cruise Planners, your land and cruise vacation planner, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. Get a hold of them, tell them we sent you. Good stuff over there. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, the Bill Michael Show. Live down here, Stenny, second and national in Walker's Point. Kevin Hold from CBS 58 going to join us coming up here about 15 minutes away. We'll talk with him. I know he had some uh, Telemundo duties a little bit earlier getting ready for the uh, the Brewers opener down at American Family Field. So we'll talk with Kevin 
Coming up here in just a bit, Brewers getting set to take on the New York Mets today. Freddie Peralta goes to the hill. So you got a big day of sports. You got to the Brewers uh, kicking it off at home, which is awesome. And then obviously you've got the national title game coming up tonight. So looking forward to that. So a whole day, which is this is just a, a joyous day in so many different ways. Whenever you get opening day, and then uh, the national title game in almost back-to-back fashion. So. Well, uh, what do we got coming up tomorrow on the program at all, Ben? Anything in particular or just uh, whatever happens today, we'll, we'll do tomorrow? Yep. Work in progress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there will be things. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we'll get, into, we'll get into all that stuff coming up tomorrow on the program. We'll be back in studio tomorrow, as a matter of fact, too. And tomorrow, uh, it uh, begins the, uh, the demolition of the old studio began uh, yesterday. And uh, so tomorrow uh, I will be live, but in a different location in the in the house now. I don't know if we're going to be in the uh, in the wagon wheel or if we're going to be in the gray room or where we're going to be. But for the next two weeks, week and a half, we're going to be uh, we're going to be out of uh, our normal realm of studio as we get ready for the uh, for the new one to be completed. So just thought I'd throw that out there too. So. Just a different location to look forward to tomorrow, which is going to be interesting because now there's wires run all over the house, the Internet wires. So there's now wires running through the hallway, down the stairs, and around the corners and all that kind of stuff uh, to keep us connected while the uh, upstairs studio uh, gets gutted. So got all that going on. Uh, 877-867-1670, You want to hit us up and uh, give us a shout while we're here, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. Feel free. Love to hear from you. Broadcasting live at Stenny, second to National Walkers Point. And uh, you can see good crowd in here, really good crowd down here today. They always have good crowds in this place. So if you want to come by and whether it's say hi or get some food, get a Bloody Mary, uh, or just get yourself a beverage on and sit down and get ready to watch the game. They've, I don't know, they have like 30, 40 TVs in this place plus the big screen behind me. A lot of good stuff down here. Great way to go. 877-867-1670. Dan says, or Dana says, my dad, in the 70s, caught a foul ball with his bare hands. That would have hit me. It uh, dropped out of his hands, and somebody else grabbed it. Would have loved to have kept that ball in remembrance of dad. Uh, Dana says, used to love going to the Brewers games with my dad when we uh, lived in New Berlin. My dad passed in 03, but my two brothers still travel to Milwaukee from Columbus, Ohio, to see Brewers games. Uh, yeah, there's a, you know what's interesting? First of all, uh, Dana, what a great, what a great memory. But uh, there are people, there were people that uh, were listening from Utah today that said they were coming in as Brewers fans. They uh, originally were from Wisconsin. Uh, I've got a guy named Brian that stopped by a little while ago. Now, he's over in uh, near Platteville that came in to see the game. Uh, but he lives in Dubuque, right across the river there from Platteville, uh, and listens every day on the Platteville affiliate. Uh, I got uh, Jesse, who was here earlier. He is... Uh, I believe he is from, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was from Peoria, Illinois. Got another gentleman from Minnesota that comes over here every year. So we got a lot of lot of people that are in the house that stopped by to say hello but have been longtime Brewers fans. And they originally were from Wisconsin and then got displaced, whether because of job or family or marriage or whatever. And they're coming back for opening day today. It's really cool. That's why today is just a, such a cool gathering. It just is. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, got a comment, you got a memory, you got something from opening day, please feel free, go ahead and bring it. Uh, this is from Ronald. Ronald says, um, first of all, 
go ahead and get a number two for Aaron Rodgers and a conditional pick for next year. Let's just get this thing over with. He says, my best memory of opening day was meeting Gorman Thomas outside. <laughs> Gorman uh, came out after the ball game and had a beer in his hand, put the beer in the cup holder next to the car and ended up leaving the ballpark, uh, signed an autograph, and that was one of the best memories I've had with the Brewers in general. Uh, 877-867-1670. And then there's uh, Paul who says, uh, my best Brewers memory uh, was the opening of Miller Park. What an emotional day after losing the workers that built that place. Uh, and then to have all of that come back. History was such a tremendous day in the state of Milwaukee, in the state of, in the, of the state of Milwaukee when that was built because it kept the baseball team here. So there you have it. Joining us here at the table, I'll throw this on you. Our buddy Kevin Holden. we got a couple minutes before the break here at the bottom of the hour. Kevin Holden, CBS 58. Here joining us in Telemundo and everything. How you doing, man? Man, Bill, I, first of all, doing great, but I apologize. That's okay. A- everything Chuck, is on fire Chuck today. Was here for, uh, Chuck was here for an hour and a half. Was he really? Yeah. Chuck oh, hung for a while today. I now, feel you bad. Gotta go. you got to go back, right? Uh, I, I can stay with you for the duration now. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, that was the problem was that I, you know, I was going to get to you to try to stay. Right. And it just, there's ten things going That's on. Okay. You know? That's okay. It's opening day, man. It's, it's, it's to be expected. How is the ballpark? <laughs> it's that that – vibe that atmosphere yeah. the excitement is is there and i think there's a couple of things that help winning the two games before this one in chicago i right. think that was huge because if you come off of opening day not scoring any runs and you play this game i think it's right. like oh great this is the kind of season right yeah but uh, that helps but just the the newness of everything right? right i mean that's that's the other half I, it's weird because i don't think it's a sellout today um I'd have to check that, but I don't think it's sold out. Okay. Which is kind of weird, but still, you know, the beer flows. You'll still have thirty-eight to 40,000, I would assume. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's probably sold out to standing room only, but right. it's got to be close. Got to be. Well, it's yeah. just for the atmosphere of, of this day, right? There, right? there are those that are hardcore Brewers fans and those that just like the tailgating and right. the atmosphere, and so it's a, it's a holiday. So when, uh, well, also different buzz, and I mentioned this during the broadcast, I said, had they lost two out of three or gotten swept by the Cubs, it would have been a completely different vibe today. But losing the opener and then setting the franchise record to start a season with 16 scoreless innings, and you're like, oh, crap. And then they all of a sudden busted out of it. They get four runs, and they won the game uh, with Woodruff on the hill. And then yesterday they explode for nine runs. Don't hit a home run doing it. It was fun to watch small ball, you know, and sacrifice flies and balls off the wall. I mean, it was just it was a really fun game to watch. So they're coming back uh, with a winning record right now, 2-1. and one. They beat the Cubs two out of three times. And now they take on the team with the biggest payroll in all of baseball, being the smallest media market in all of baseball, you know? And the, and the other half of that is instead of having to face a Verlander or a Scherzer or somebody right. like that, they get Carlos Carrasco, which is just how the rotation falls. But, wow, what a great – you know, yeah. to not have to face an ace like that is a, is a terrific thing in this, in this game. And there are Brewers who have had some massive success against Carrasco. Willie Adamas – is seven for nine with a walk in his career against Carrasco. Wow. So Didn't realize that. Dudes that can hit. Yeah, yeah. So early on, first three games, it's, for stuff that's way too early to assess or predict, give me your assessment of this team. <laughs> yeah, just three, three games in. Well, let's do this because we're, we're here at the bottom of the hour, and I know i got a break for all the affiliates on the network. Uh, some of them are actually going to go to Brewers Baseball. If you want to listen to the program, don't forget, download the app, WOZN, The Zone Madison. Get the app, uh, WOZN, The Zone Madison. 
And uh, you can continue to listen to the program. You can watch Brewers Baseball, or you can listen to Brewers Baseball on your over-the-air network while still listening to us on your app. So don't forget about all of that stuff. We are brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Pottawatomie, uh, PaysBig.com. The sports book is now open. You can stop into Pottawatomie. Dream Dance is open. You have also uh, the, the Steakhouse. You also have Bingo, which is back. 360 Bar is back. Everything is back and expanding down at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Kevin Holden of CBS 58 is with me. We're down here at Stenny, second and national, Walker's Point. If you want to come down, you want to be a part of the shuttle, take a, take a trip over to American Family Field, go ahead and do it. Otherwise, just come on down and enjoy yourself. Bloody Mary's food, all that kind of good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We're glad you're with us. We are broadcasting live. We're here at Stenny's Second and National Walker's Point getting you ready for the Brewers opener. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella Windows and Doors, the best and the most chosen by homeowners in the state of Wisconsin, whether it's doors, windows, innovations such as the roll screens, the hidden screen, the slider windows, or just fantastic economical doors that uh, beautify the outside, give you curb appeal, raise the uh, raise the dollar value of your home. 0% for 48 months available right now. Plenty of ways if you want to get yourself uh, economically into some pillow windows and doors. They can do vinyl. They can do uh, impervia, which is as strong as fiberglass, or the wood doors and windows. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com, or simply call them, 855-PellaWI, 855-PellaWI, and set up your free, free in-home consultation, 855-PellaWI. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining me here. Uh, alongside, and uh, so we were just sitting here talking. I want to. We, we didn't discuss this the first couple of hours. The rules change. Obviously, the pitch clock has come into a uh, come into play. Shortest games since you know Babe Ruth was playing and eating hot dogs in between <laughs> pitches was uh, they're averaging like two hours and 15, 20 minutes at this point. I mean, the games are flying by. I, it was funny because yesterday it was like an hour and a half into the game, which normally would have been maybe the fourth inning. They were in the sixth and seventh. At that point, I'm like, wow, this game may be a two-hour game. <laughs> and they had already put up, put, put up nine runs. So how have you liked uh, – first of all, how have you liked it as a baseball kind of a, an enthusiast and or, you know, historian, so to speak? And uh, overall, I think the fan reaction has been pretty good. Yeah, so so to start with the, the baseball side of it, like the, the, the point of it, to get games moving faster – to help base runners a little bit, to help the hitters a little bit, right, with the shift changes and so that, you know, the banning of the shift. Right. Uh, I'm a huge fan of what it's done to the flow of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because you – it makes you realize you, you maybe you didn't have to legislate it, you know. If you could have just had pitchers work this quickly, right. you wouldn't have had to go through it as an official rules change. But now that it's – now that you have to do it, now that it's an, a, a rules change, it, it changes the way you view the game. Uh, what I mean by that is we're in spring training. I'm there with my wife, and, and it's the third inning. First pitch is a strike. It's spring training. So, like, my mind starts to wander, like, hey, is there an ice cream shop near here? <laughs> I pick the phone up, right. you know. And I used to be able to look that up and then look up and see the next pitch. So this time I look down, and I start the browser, and the next pitch hits the mitt while I'm looking down. And I'm like, 
wow, that, wait, right. that, is it one? Wait, is it one? Okay, here's another pitch. Here we go. Yeah. And, and what it made me do, and I think this is huge for the game, what it made me do was put my phone down unless it was an inning change. Okay. I, I know it sounds small, but think of all those fans that won't be on their phones in the middle of an inning. That In right. order to watch the action, they've got to stay tuned to the action. That, to me, is, is really big because it, it makes the attention, you know, stay locked in. There's some other parts, obviously. We were talking about how Bob Uecker is struggling a yeah. little bit to, to get stories in and uh, to do that sort of thing. Jaime and I, Jaime is my color guy for yeah. Telemundo, we have, a, we have a standing rule to start the season. I told him, if you have a story that you start, and the next pitch comes in and it's not hit in play, keep talking. Right. Like, I'll, just, I'll just let you go as long as we can go until somebody makes contact. Because otherwise you never get a story. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I, that was one of the things I've noticed is that you'll hear the mitt every now and then in a, in a Brewers broadcast, but Uke is like starts a couple of quips and, you know, Uke tells a story or whatever, and all of a sudden the inning's over. Yeah. And it, you, you're like, either one, what the hell just happened, or two, you got to extend it to the next inning. What would have normally been a batter or two is now an inning, inning and a half because they go by so fast, yeah. which I, I, I think it may be, you know, there's a lot of advents of baseball. I've loved the wild card. I've loved the interleague play when it first came about. Uh, I'm not a fan of the DH, but I understand it. You know, there's a lot of things that have become part of baseball now that happened under Bud Selig. And I was just asking Ben and I were talking about this last week. What is what is Rob Manfred's legacy if he went down today? And, and really, this is it: the DH and the pitch clock. Those, those, that's his legacy. I, yeah, it's it, he's still in a weird place, right? It, it, the legacy would not be a good one if it if this was the end of right. Manfred today. Right. Uh, there, there are efforts. You know, I get what he, he, there's there's a plan. Yeah. But that game plan sometimes seems a little bit cross to the to the efforts of the of the sport i that's why i think speeding up games really does help because mm-hmm. i think that's something that a lot of people can agree on part of baseball's fade over time especially with the younger audience is there's just not you know if it's three and a half or four hours of your life that's tough to do right. if you have kids and it's a seven o'clock game it's tough to do so like all of that stuff i think will, will help a ton uh, i also think over time, I think one thing I'd like to see him do is, is pull this pitch clock back a little bit if you've got, say, a one-run game late. Like, if it's a save situation, yeah. let's say, let's let's double the amount that's on the clock because the one biggest opponent of the pitch clock that I've talked to was Devin Williams. And Devin Williams is pretty intense about it. Yeah. He said, he said, here's the thing. Why, you know, it's the ninth inning. It's a one-run game. Right. Why would we mess with something that's been going right for a hundred and something years when it comes to, you know, the tension of a game? You don't want to speed up the tension. That's right. part of what makes the game good. So I think more tweaks are coming. Um, which I did notice he goes right up to the zero. I mean, he will push it right to zero. He's going to get and, hit. And watch it. Yeah, I was watching him come in uh, the other day, and I was watching it count down. And, because is it the ball has to be released or you have to be into your motion? At uh, – at, at, Let's say there's no one on base. It's 15, yeah. right? So at, at 15, you have to be – I think the ball has to be out at 15, doesn't it? Okay. Is that right? I think it, I think it has to because be Because he was starting his motion with, like, two seconds on the clock. <laughs> and he was either just getting rid of or it just wasn't out of his hand quite yet. Now, I don't know what this, the synchronicity is between the television clock and the actual clock in the, in the ballpark, but he had he, – he was, he was right there, man. I mean, he was, he was pushing time, no doubt about it. We're broadcasting live. We're at Sandy, second in National Walker's Point. 
Crowd-wise, it is thin. They keep rolling these tables because people come in, they eat, they grab the Bloody Marys, they grab the food, jump back on the on the shuttle bus. They're heading over to American Family Field to catch the game. So it has been a steady rotation of buses every 15 minutes coming through here. So if you want to come down, you want to catch a bus over to the game, great. If not, the tables have opened up and some of the bar areas opened up, which means you can come on down and watch the game. And then obviously the crowd over at uh, American Family Field is going to come back here after the fact, and then you'll already have your seat in place and be able to hang out the rest of the day in the evening. Maybe if you want to stay all the way through and watch the national title game coming up tonight as well. But uh, we're at Stenny second and National Walkers Point. Kevin Holton, CBS 58, uh, alongside. So um, let, let's talk about the pitching staff because Corbin Burns uh, pitched okay, you know, well enough to certainly win had you actually put a, played a few runs. Uh, they go 16 scoreless, and then Brandon Woodruff throws a real gem on Saturday. And then yesterday, it wasn't a pitching great pitching performance, but playing small ball. They're, they're scoring runs, and they have yet to hit a home run. I mean, this we're not used to this, man. No. <laughs> you know, this is something that a lot of people have been clamoring for for a long time, uh, not to be leaders in home runs and yet uh, not be able to win your division or win in the postseason, where now they're playing small ball and they're going to get done in different ways, and they've got a lot of team speed. It's, it's fun because you can – you can see this vision for a retool that, that's coming, and it's actually, I, I think, a pretty solid vision. Garrett Mitchell, who's, who's young and quick yeah. and, and puts pressure on the defense and plays strong defensively. Bryce Durang has had a great start to the season and, and I think is finally justified, you know, after years of being a prospect and not being able to break through. He's got that chance now. I think he's taking advantage of that. So if your young core is Mitchell and Terang and eventually South Fralick, Joey Weimer is there, here we go, right? Like there's, to me, there's a little hint of 2005 when it was Weeks and Hart and Braun and Fielder and Gallardo. I know that wasn't all 05, but that young core that made that team so good for so long, mm-hmm. like this, they're starting another version of that. And it's, honestly, it's kind of fun. It's, it's a, like you say, it's a new type of game with the, the yeah. base stealing way up. And I think the Brewers are prepared for it. I, uh, I, I've liked the way I've watched this team play the first couple of, you know, it's, it's two games in. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's way too small of a litmus test to even get a gauge as to where this team is going to be. I, I will say one thing. Well, actually, a couple of things. First of all, I like the small ball side of things, and I like the team speed that they have. The second thing I, I think is important is the clubhouse chemistry. And I, I look at a guy like Jesse Winker, who in Cincinnati, uh, when you talk to people there, it was little bit divided you know if you were in the click great if you weren't you weren't uh seattle there was not a lot of camaraderie there where jesse winker at least from what i've seen and heard has really enjoyed the clubhouse and vice versa so and i'm just using him as an example but when craig council's always talked about the open door policy about how he's out in the clubhouse meeting with guys it seems like there's an indoctrination when guys get in the clubhouse in milwaukee just because of the manager that it becomes a good group i think last year's group while it was playing really well, got really disappointed, and Craig Council had no way to pull them out of the funk after the after the hater trade. But this year they've started kind of fresh, hit the reset button. They've had a lot of fun, a lot of cool videos coming out of the clubhouse from spring training. I think things are good via that clubhouse. I think so too, and and, and obviously it's we see it some. I don't know if we see it enough to be able to fully read it, but the read that I got in spring training was a, was a positive read, and there, and there is a question about that. Like you say, you have you bring guys in, you don't know how the dynamic goes. Mm. Guys are fighting for spots, and does that, you know, spill over into into the clubhouse, or do they work together to make this team work? And I, I really did think it was good. We talked to Winker once. I thought he was great. 
And, yeah. and I, I had that same scouting report you're talking about where some were like, yeah. eh, you know, about him as a clubhouse guy. But I didn't see it, and I really didn't see a lot of, uh, you know, guys working, a, you know, cross to the purposes of the team. Like, I, you know, chemistry is an important thing in a 162-game season, and, and I'm with you. I think they got it. We are broadcasting at Stenny's. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a lot more to get to. Kevin Holden alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. This portion of the program, if you're heading down to the ballpark, I'm sure at some point today you stopped at our friends at Quick Trip, whether it's going in and just getting the milk and the bread and the butter and all that kind of stuff, or maybe you hit the beer cave, or you were getting some stuff for your tailgate fair today down at American Family Field. Always stop in and say hi to our friends at Quick Trip. And don't forget, as they always say, we'll see you next time. That's our good friends at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show live down here. Steny, second to national, Walker's Point, right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live. We're here at uh, at Steny, second to National Walker's Point. They are now uh, putting out the introductions at American Family Field. A lot of the uh, Brewers training staff, clubhouse staff and such being introduced. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, uh, sitting here with us and enjoying opening day. Uh, Carmen, have fun for all of us. Love Steny's. Ash says, the best Brewers memory seeing Nolan Ryan's 300th win with my dad in laddish box seats. He was given because of a blacksmith that he helped save about three million bucks in forgings. Uh, also, uh, don't forget the Mets just got swept by the Texas Rangers. Hopefully, the Brewers can continue winning ways. So, uh, a lot of stuff positive there. Coaches Not the are Mets, now being Bill, introduced. The Phillies, the Phillies the got Phillies. swept. Phillies they might got stink. swept. Okay. <laughs> Your producer has a, a vested interest. I yes, think. I was going to say. Well, I'm just sitting here reading stuff, so I wasn't necessarily. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> I, I'm just reading crap that's flying past me, so we're good with that. Um, so that's Ben Kenny producing the program back in Madison as we sit here with uh, the fans that are here with us. And uh, and there are still quite a few seats down here if you want to if you want to chime in because just about everybody uh, that was catching the shuttles and such has t- now taken off. There are still some shuttles running, so probably another 10, 15, 20 people may leave. So there's bar stools open. There's tables that are open. Everybody's ready to go. But uh, the back area has uh, kind of emptied out as well as a lot of people take advantage of running those shuttles over to Stenny's uh, or over to American Family Field from Stenny's. Um, this season, pitching-wise, if you had to say, because I said what the Achilles heel of this team could be, we don't know what they're going to do scoring runs. We all know that because of the young guys that are there. Is the Achilles heel the bullpen? And, and, I, and I said the X factor in this team might be Wade Miley because if he pitches the way he did a year and a half ago, and the starting rotation kind of forms to what we think it'll be. Holy crap, that may be one of the best starting rotations in baseball. Can you imagine? I mean, short of obviously what the Mets have without injury and such. Right, but still, I mean, Burns and Woodruff are with on par with anybody. That's right. a one-two combo with anybody in the league. Right. Freddie Peralta is a three-starter is a huge advantage. You put his three against most teams' threes, that's yep. a big win. And then you have these guys at the back end, you know, the, the Lowers and the Miley's at the back end. I mean, that's it's just incredible, that combination. Uh, you're right about the bullpen. But one thing that could work well is the starting pitching might be so good and so deep that that will help the bullpen. So there's a couple of guys, and Ashby is the first one that comes to my mind because, excuse me, I, I think Aaron Ashby has uh, just tremendous stuff. Like yeah. Great, great stuff. And Ashby, to me, 
reminds me of, you remember 2018, the Brewers are making that run down the stretch, and, and they're doing crazy stuff with their starting rotation. Uh -huh. But the two of their best pitchers were rookies, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, and they were throwing them three innings in relief. They, they'd throw the starter for three right. and then throw Burns or Woodruff for three. And, and I think if your rotation is strong, a guy like Aaron Ashby could come in and be a good long middle relief, and it, it would be different than your standard middle reliever. It would be someone super talented who could get outs behind a starting pitcher if they falter in a, in a game. So I, I still think the bullpen is going to be a problem. I think especially trying to find who is seven, who is eight, mm -hmm. those would be an issue. But I think if the, if the rotation stays healthy, the long relief actually could help bail some things out. Give me your thoughts. Uh, let, I want to talk about Tyrone Taylor. Unfortunately, he's down with injury right now. Uh, he seems to have just been bitten. Uh, it's like every time he starts to get an opportunity, something happens, whether it's injury, the, the Brewers have picked guys up. Hunter Renfro came into the picture last year. You know, they've made moves where maybe they've just upgraded that position. He's never had that full-blown, here it is, here's your opportunity. Give me your thoughts on Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, he's going to end up caught in between, and it's not going to be a fault of him. You know, right. he's got talent. He can hit, he can run, he can play good defense. Tyrone Taylor could be, if not an everyday player, then at least close to it, a 50-50 type of, of guy in a platoon or something like that. But the problem now is th this wave of outfielders has arrived or is about to arrive. Mitchell is here. Weimer is up. He was down for one right. day, and now he's back. Sal Frelick is going to end up here eventually, and I, I think they're going to run out of places. And it's, so it's unfortunate because Tyrone Taylor, in a, in a team that, like last year or the year before, it was very beneficial to the team. He still could be. There just aren't spots, and I think right. he's going to lose out because of that. What about Keston Hira? He Man. gets DFA'd. Nobody picks him up. Nobody bites. Uh, he had a home run yesterday, but is this just the guy that's going to be the, the consummate I'm going to bang out a 400 batting average, a ton of home runs in the minors, and never making the bigs? A 4A player. Yeah. You know, where 3A yeah. is great, and the big leagues he's not. It's so, it, can you imagine if I had said that to you three or four years ago? Keston here is going to be well. DFA. You and I talked after he made the debut in Atlanta, yeah. And we're like, "Wow, this kid's the real deal." And then now, when we look at Garrett Mitchell, I'm like, oh, "I'm going to hold off for a while before I say he's the real deal," because we saw what Keston Hira did. He's and Hira had the entire package. First of all, just a, a smart hitter, good hitter, used the entire field from day one. Uh, I thought his interviews were, were tremendous. Sometimes you get a, an idea of the mindset of a young player, and he didn't talk like a rookie when right. he was a rookie. And, and so I thought, all right, this is he has all the parts. The mental part is there. He'd spray the ball to all fields. He's going to be the second or third best hitter on this Brewers team before long. This was, yeah. this was back then. And it, it just it hasn't panned out for him. And I don't know if position changes defensively hurt him because sometimes – I think that, that going from outfield to second, yeah. yeah. Like it, 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 you start thinking about it, right, as a, as a player. You start thinking about the defensive miscues. What do I have to do around the bag? What am I paying attention to? And if that takes attention away from your offense, that's a problem. I, I, maybe that's what happened with him. I don't know if I really understand fully what did, but it was – it's something. I hope he turns it around, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know – it's like how – I mean, I, my thought is he's going to make it at some point up to the bigs this year. You've got to figure with the way they manipulate the roster. And you know he's probably going to be raking in there say, let's give him another shot at some point. But, man, I think his uh, – his if he was a cat, he's down to his eighth life. Yeah, and, and Bry know? Bryce Terang's going to make it ninth oh, in yeah. a hurry. Yeah, well, I mean, you just look at some of the young guys that have come up and have played well. And, you know, again, it's a very small limits test. But they're going to continue with the young guys that are playing well. 
and give them as many opportunities to succeed before you bring up the guy who has had a tradition of just simply not succeeding. Yeah. Like it's unfortunate because that, that really was one of the more promising careers coming up. Right. Uh, we're broadcasting the uh, national anthem being played now down at uh, American Family Field, as you can probably hear in the background. We are broadcasting live. We're at Stenny's second and national Walker's Point. They're running shuttles to and from the game. So if you want to come down and catch a shuttle still over, you can. If you want to come down and just watch the game. They have had uh, quite a few tables open up down here as many people have headed over to American Family Field and taken advantage of the shuttle opportunities. As you can see, the back uh, portion of the bar here pretty much wide open. So you got plenty of places to come down and watch the game, get some great food, get some award-winning Bloody Mary, some really cold beers. Whatever it happens to be, come on by Stenny, second and National Walker's Point. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show live here at Stenny's coming up right after this.